Evan. Ben. What is up? Well, you know, it's Oof. it's uh, it's Christmas time. It's Schaefer Bowl day. It might be cold outside, Evan, but you could really say that inside U.S. Bank Stadium, the action is starting to heat up. That's true. Yeah, the temperature difference is, is stunning. We're, we're not going to talk about that, though. This is being, this is being recorded on Sunday night. October, December. Yep, it's tw- December. Yep. It's December, 22nd. We're just looking at a bunch of different dates. I got all the months mixed up. Yeah. But uh, we're not talking about the uh, the fantasy playoffs, which those those matchups are probably still to be determined anyway. Yeah. So not much to talk about. We're This is the first annual Duffy Awards. What you said Duffy. It's the Hypey Awards. Oh, it's the Hypey, Hypey Awards. Awards. Oh, it's the Hypey Awards, not the Duffy Awards. The, I'm not sure whether Ben's doing a bit or if he actually messed up. In I actually messed up. Nice. The Duffy Awards are from this college basketball podcast that we listen to that we're ripping off right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, these are the Hypeys, the Hype Train Awards. The Hypey Awards. Uh, All right. Yeah, so we're just going to go through. We've got a few categories here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the finalists, the nominees for each category, and then, and then pick our winner. Uh, first thing that we have on the schedule is Fantasy MVP. Most people would say you wait till the end to crown the you know, the most important award, but you know we're not the most conventional podcast. We're just going to start out and just reward the people right away. Um, and the first candidate is um, he's a quarterback that's been pretty good this year out in the AFC East for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, um, I actually thought you were going to say Baker Mayfield. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna well, I'll let our boy Colin Coward take it from here. That's that's our boy, the the real life MVP, Lamar Jackson. That take did not age well. It did not. Yeah. <coughs> I, I like looking back at, like, old, like, when Lamar Jackson is getting drafted. People just kind of with their, like, like sort of racist, like, Lamar Jackson's a wide receiver takes. Oh, man. I am Those so, people look great right I now. I am so happy that Lamar Jackson is doing well. Like, his, his story, like, <clears throat> classic. When he, was at, when, he was at, when he was at Louisville and he won the Heisman, like, he, he had the, 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 the classic quip. Uh, pretty good for a running back, huh? Yeah. And like, I'm like, I, I'm so happy that this guy is good. Like, it makes me, makes me so happy that he's had this breakout year. Um, he's he's definitely a, a very very much a great candidate for fantasy MVP. Um, late round pick. We'll get to that eventually. Yeah. Um, our our second candidate for fantasy MVP is uh, also in the AFC. Yeah. No. NFC. NFC South. And, yeah. NFC, NFC South. Yeah. I don't really know about the division. <laughs> it's Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. McCaffrey uh, is averaging, <laughs> we just looked this up, 23 points per game, which is like almost fake. Uh, yeah. That's like insane. And and it's even more impressive just given how little else is on this offense. I yeah. mean, that's part of it, right, is that he's constantly getting the ball. He never leaves the field. But, I mean, it, it's really crazy what what he's done this year. And, you know, people had high expectations for him, but he's surpassed even those and yeah. had one of the best running back seasons in fantasy in the last, you know, five, ten years. Yeah. So. 
And we had we had three finalists for fantasy MVP. Um, we'll get to the third one in a sec. But pretty crazy that um, the like two out of the three candidates are for fantasy MVP were traded for each other in yeah. like a in like a pretty early season blockbuster trade. Yeah, you, know, right? you know, like this that that was truly a blockbuster trade. Yeah. Um, it, it turned out being pretty even in the end, which yeah. is like like you know, I essentially essentially the trade was. Jared Goff and McCaffrey for Lamar Jackson and uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, yeah. which which on paper, like Tom probably like like Lamar Jackson is much better than Jared Goff, than mm-hmm. than um, McCaffrey is on Gordon. But there are just so many good quarterbacks. Like I ended up getting Dak anyway. Like yeah. uh, you know, it's it's the kind of thing where that trade like. Yeah, well, and then you what you wind up you you look at the numbers and you're kind of comparing McCaffrey and Gordon. You're like, oh well, McCaffrey was better than Gordon, but he can't have been that much better. And you look it up, and McCaffrey averaged twelve more points per game (laughs) than Melvin Gordon. He's basically two Melvin Gordons in one lineup spot, which which is really nuts. Uh, I I also now that I realize that Ben that we have. started recording this podcast is that we didn't actually pick winners to any of these awards before <laughs> we came on air. We have all the nominees written down, but we have not picked a winner. Maybe uh, this so, is just so maybe, maybe this this is just the Quizlet. Yeah, right? so, <laughs> so maybe me and me and Ben will both just like at the same time say who we think is gonna win each award. We still have one more nominee for a fantasy MVP though. Uh, maybe this will make it more organic. Yeah, uh, we'll get to see if we agree, and then we can fight it out. Actually, yeah, it'll be, it'll right. be like uh, the Coward Show. You know, we can just argue about things. That's fair. Right. Um, third candidate is Pat's D. Yeah. Um, so, big shout out to Tom, who has had all three of the fantasy MVP candidates on his roster at some point this year. Yeah. Uh, and, and two of them for the whole year. So Yeah, he, dra- he, well, he drafted... Um, well, two he drafted them. McCaffrey. Well, two of them for the whole... What do you mean two of them for the whole year? I mean, he he's had exactly two of these players on his roster. Oh, yeah, I see, I see what yeah. you mean. I see what you mean. Um, yeah, man, like, Pat's D, like, we were talking about it at the beginning of the year, like, people forget, like, first half of the year, I don't think it's even a question who the fantasy MVP was, like, it was the Pat's D, like, it, it, it's, it's not, it was the kind of thing where you just had, a, you just had an extra player, you had, you, it was like, you yeah. had a second flex, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Pat's D, they were averaging, what, like, 18 a game, yeah. or 22 a game, like, it's not fair, mm-hmm. like, Tom was winning weeks exclusively because of the Pat's D sometimes, which, mm-hmm. like, was fair like he you know like he drafted them and man it was it was it was crazy like those those lines do you have like did you pull up the game log well so yeah even now at the end of the year they're averaging 15 points a game which is extremely impressive for the whole those first eight weeks so the first eight weeks 10 37 14 23 14 25 25 21 that is a lot of points. <laughs> that's and that's what it that's what it kind of ended, that, right? That is was, a very spicy meatball. Yeah. So after that they played the Ravens and they only put up four. But even after that game, they had an eleven pointer against the Eagles, they had a twenty pointer against the Bengals. So they, they still definitely were, were a very solid fantasy defense, but you know, since since they started playing real offenses, they've kind of been less good. And when did when did they play that? When did they? Because it was when they played the Ravens, right? Yeah, that was week nine. Yeah. yeah. So it was the first half of the year. They were just like a, a like totally yeah. dominant force. And Tom went those three those three weeks uh, those eight weeks. Tom went five and three. Yeah, and I'm guessing um, he probably goes like three and five without them or something. Yeah. If you just place replace them with even like the second best defense, like replace them with the Niners. Yeah, or something. I somehow beat Tom week. Eight. What did they have week eight? Oh, um, never mind. I'll just go. I'm just gonna click into it. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just more curious about this. 
They had 21 and I still beat Tom. Oh, yeah, because everyone else just... He started Mason Rudolph at quarterback. That's kind of <laughs> how that went. Um, okay, that's interesting. All right, never mind. Enough about that. Um, so, yeah, those are our three <clears throat> finalists. Lamar Jackson, CMC, Pat's defense. Uh, how, how are we going to pick our winner, Ben? Um, do, do you want to go first or should I? I'll just... I think it's... I kind of... Maybe it's recency, but just, like, I think it's Pat's D. That's just mm-hmm. me. Like, um... You can you can make you can definitely make a great argument for any three of these guys, but just like the value, like the we're gonna get into it. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but Pat's D was the eighth defense off the board. Yeah. Like you gave up, you gave up nothing to get Pat's D, mm. and so you're incorporating a little bit of uh, when they were drafted too. Here, sounds like into, oh. into your choice. Yeah, is that fair? or Is that not fair? I don't know. Well, it's kind like, of like the real life MVP. You know, you got to decide what valuable means to you. You know? it's, yeah, it's not most outstanding player. Indeed. Like, if it was most outstanding player, we'd just give it to... Whoever had the most points. Whoever had the most points, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to... Just with the with the diamond in the rough aspect of Pat's D, and just how... Just first half of the year, it's just clear cut. They were way better than everyone else. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Pat's D. Okay, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson was the fantasy MVP this year because he is essentially uh, like a top three quarterback with just his passing yardage, and you add on a 1,000-yard running back in the same lineup spot. It's it's a combination we haven't seen before. He set the QB yeah. record for rushing yardage, breaking Michael Vick's record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that, to me, is the most valuable player. And if we are going to incorporate kind of draft choice slot, uh, people forget that. Uh, that Lamar Jackson was drafted in the 10th round. Was he really? Yeah. People forget, especially you, Ben, who drafted him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how we're going to resolve our difference in vote and pick one of these to be the hypey winner. We should have probably uh, game planned this. Yeah, I don't there. know. It, we could, isn't it more just about shooting the shit? I guess we should else. probably just give it to McCaffrey, you know. Um, split the difference. I just, I'm just, while you were talking, I was just kind of thinking of some more shit. Like, the Pats D thing, the other thing that's interesting about that is just that defenses and kickers are so unpredictable mm. that having Pat's D like somehow like stabilizes that spot in your lineup and you don't have to burn waiver claims on defenses. You don't yeah. need to waste time. There's mm-hmm. a certain amount of value that like you don't have to spend time and energy streaming defenses I think, in that situation. Yeah. It's the, the, the reason that I didn't pick the Pats as my fantasy MVP is just because it really seemed like smoke and mirrors the whole time they were doing it. Like and and then the second half of the year kind of proved that, like, yeah, it was impossible to be that good the whole time. Like, if you had them for the first eight weeks, you probably won a shit ton of games. But, like, in the second half of the year, they were sort of just a normal good defense. And and that's not something you see with Jackson or McCaffrey, both, both of whom sustained yeah. how good they were for the entire season. So, obviously, the Pats give you a ton of surplus value in the first eight weeks of the year. But then... As you went into the playoff hunt and, you know, got into the playoffs, like, the Pats were nothing special, really. Except for, yeah, they had, they had, tw- they had double digits against Philadelphia in Week 11 and against Cincinnati. Yeah, but, like, your average good defense is going to get double-digit weeks every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Like, that's not All right, I'll flip to Jackson. We can settle that. All right. You, you made a good argument. Lamar Jackson. He's our he's our first hypey winner of all time. I'll I'll bold I'll bold face it. Oh nice yeah I'm sure Black people face will. It. Are we gonna release this Google Doc to the masses? <laughs> okay. Well, some people might want to see the minutes. Did you just say blackface it then? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Justin Trudeau. <laughs> uh, Justin let's, Trudeau told me. Let's move on to our second award. Uh, this one is best draft pick. Uh, I've listed off, we've listed off eight people. Ooh, yikes. I just realized that what I said just now was not great because we gave it to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> God, I hope nobody listens to this. Yeah. Ben, yeah. ben is hereby disqualified from running for a uh, Canadian prime minister. Fuck. Okay. Anyway, uh, all right. Next up is best draft pick. We're going to run through these kind of quick. Um, yeah. The, f- the f- first one is in the third round, 39th overall, Connor picked running back from the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry. And we should say auto-draft picked. <laughs> auto-draft picked, it's, yeah, a, it's impressive that people were sleeping on Henry enough where he was scooped up by auto-draft. And Derrick Henry is like RB3 or something. Yeah. Like he's had an amazing year, very consistent, ton of volume. Yeah. Uh, it was the kind of thing where I think people were still, when we talk about smoke and mirrors, like... I was staying away from Derrick Henry because I remember at the end of last year, last year's fantasy playoffs when he was going bananas, and Mm -hmm. I was like, this is going to inflate his draft price, and it did. And I was like, you know, but then the other side of that coin is, maybe this is, like, real, you know? Turns out. Turns out it was real. Um, But before that last year, he was bad. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the thing. So Derrick Henry, third round, 39th overall, pretty good value for the RB3. Is he? Something like that, Something yeah. Like yeah that. Well, he missed this week, so he's probably lower now, or he will be at the end of the year. But, but yeah, he was he's giving you top five type numbers all year for a guy picked in the third round. That's not bad. Okay. I mean, you can take the, yeah. take the next one. Uh, so our next one is Chris Godwin. Got picked in the fourth round, 50th overall by Quinn. Uh, I remember Godwin was a guy that... Um, you know, the the name of this podcast, Hype Train. Godwin was probably the, the hype trainiest guy. He but, was you know, very much... He, he was, was a guy that we hadn't really seen do a ton in the NFL coming into this year. He had a few nice games at the end of last year, and, and everyone knew the Bucks were going to air the ball out yeah. this year. But, man, that Hype Train really got going, and it got him all the way up to the fourth round. Yeah. I remember feeling really uncomfortable with him there. Like, I liked him in the fifth round, but not the fourth. And it turned out he, w- he was more than worth it. He's wide receiver two yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, just had some absolutely bonkers games, too. He's had six games over 120 yards this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like, I remember at the beginning of the year, it was like Godwin, DJ Moore, Christian Kirk. Those were kind of like your breakout candidates. Mm-hmm. Kind of like those second, third year guys yeah. who are like finally kind of finding their way. And Man, Godwin just blew them out of the water. It was, it was the kind of thing where if you had... Um, if you had, if you somehow had Godwin and Evans mm-hmm. on your team, you had the wide receiver one, like mm-hmm. you had the wide receiver one, like over half of the weeks yeah. this year for like a, the weekly rankings, yeah. like weekly wide receiver I, one. I read today that if um, if you had somehow just been able to pick whichever, have whichever one of them scored the most in your lineup, one lineup spot all year. That player is worth forty more points than Michael Thomas scored this year. That's I think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that duo was especially good, and then Chris Godwin, you know, more than held up with Mike Evans, which is pretty impressive uh, for Godwin. So Quinn got him in the fourth round. Pretty good pick. Yeah. Um. Next up, Austin Eckler in the sixth round, eighty second overall by Tom. Um. I was very wrong on Eckler. I picked up Eckler at the end of last year when Melvin Gordon got hurt and I started him a few games and he kind of burned me. So I was like, fuck this guy. Um, but people were kind of hyping him up a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit to get him in the sixth round. Yeah. But, um, he was very, very, very good. Um, before 
Melvin Gordon came back. I, he was definitely he was RB, what top three? He was definitely yeah. Top he th- was very high. He, up, he was yeah. definitely a top three one running back until mm-hmm. Gordon came back in like week ten. Was it? Or was uh, it, it was earlier than that. Week it was eight? like week five or six. Wasn't oh it? fuck! Never yeah. mind. Yeah, I'm misremembering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came back, and I was when we when Tom and I made, um, that Gordon trade. Oh yeah, because that was the impetus for the mm-hmm. Gordon trade for Lamar Jackson, and so, um, I remember just thinking there's no way Austin Eckler is going to continue to be that good with Gordon there. Like they're probably going to split and you're not going to know. And then Tom just starts Gordon and Eckler and it just ends up working out like all year. Yeah. Yeah, Every week those guys each have time Eckler was always one of those guys when you look at his stat line and be like, wow, I can't believe this guy's doing this well. And he just kept on doing it. Um, Even, yeah, after Gordon came back, his, I mean, he was only getting like five or six, five or six carries per game, but on the year, he wound up with almost 80 receptions for almost 900 yards and eight receiving touchdowns. Like, that, that's pretty incredible. That's, yeah. that's like, solid, like, wide receiver two kind of production yeah. uh, from a random running back who, is also, who also got 500 rushing yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, that's a pretty impressive value for a sixth round. Yeah, very, very good. Um, next up is... We just talked about this guy, Omar Jackson, 10th round, 131st overall by Ben. Yeah. Um, uh, let this be a lesson to just always pick running quarterbacks, you know? Have you, finally, have you finally found I, the light, Evan? So I didn't necessarily disagree with this pick. Like, like I was definitely in on Lamar Jackson. I was just more in on Jameis Winston, who it turns out, you know, was also quite good yeah. uh, fantasy-wise. Um, so, so yeah, it's not like I it's not like I doubted the Lamar Jackson pick. Obviously, I don't yeah. think any of us saw this coming. No. Uh, but, but yeah, Lamar Jackson, one hundred and thirty first overall. That's uh, that's not too bad. Thanks, Evan. Um, another another guy that I just want to point out, Josh Allen, just going off of this running quarterback thing, QB six. So I think it's I got yeah. I, I got I got Josh Allen and Josh and, Allen still can't even pass. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's the kind of thing where like I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you guys like. Running quarterbacks are a cheat code in fantasy. Yeah. As long as run, as long as rushing yards are worth the same as they are for other positions, which like they should continue to be, because mm-hmm. why wouldn't they? Um, yeah, you have a guy like Josh Allen who's like a total naff and is RB six, um, or QB six. QB six. Um, yeah. So that that was kind of, and I got those guys back to back eleventh round, twelfth round, uh, or tenth round, eleventh round. Yeah. Um. So. Let it, let, it, let it be a less... Oh, fuck, I just accidentally closed the thing. <laughs> yeah, so you go away. But anyways, <laughs> our, our next nominee is DK Metcalf, who I'm ruling out because he was shit today. Uh, <laughs> DK Metcalf did go in the 11th round. He was the best rookie wideout. Uh, I guess you could maybe say AJ Brown, but uh, Metcalf and Brown were, were quite good. College teammates. Were they really? Yeah. AJ Brown went to Ole Miss? Yeah. Who knew? Uh, yeah, DK Metcalf had a pretty good year, but he did kind of trail off at the end here, so that's... Uh, I'm less confident than when I wrote this on the Google Doc, but our uh, our next nominee after Metcalf. If you have, if you if you still haven't seen DK Metcalf's like pre-draft uh, photo where he's just like he's flexing, yeah. uh, just look it up, please. It's, it's really good. it's really good. Uh, next up, it's this is a this is a this is a co-owned nominee slot. Um, it's Tim drafting Austin Hooper and Mark Andrews, couple of tight ends, back to back in the eleventh and twelfth rounds. Uh, 149th, 160th overall. These guys both ended up being very good tight ends for for Tim. He was just kind of able to... Hooper had some injury issues, and he just kind of ended up being able to switch off in between Hooper and um, 
And, well, did, and did he end up trading? No, he's still, no, got, both he's still got both. Yeah, of them. so they both are going to finish in the top six for tight ends. Yeah. And Tom yeah. drafted these guys in the eleventh and twelfth round. Tim. That's pretty good. Uh, Tim, yeah. yeah, we do this all the time. Where we say Tom, Tim, yeah. Uh, so Tim, Tim did that. Yeah, uh, that is pretty impressive. Mark uh, Andrews, yeah, tight end. Just, four. just given how barren tight ends are. Um, yeah, there weren't that many. I don't know. There were like probably six or seven like actually good tight ends this year, and Tim found two of them in double digit rounds. Yeah, so it's the kind of thing. It's, it's similar to what I was saying before with Tom with the Pat's D. Like just being able to find diamonds in the rough like that to just mm. give your just to give your tight end spot stability. Like yeah. Tim didn't have to worry about tight ends all year, which you know didn't have to like burn any time burn any waiver claim not that you would really claim like a waiver but i don't know maybe you would claim a waiver tight end um just didn't have to waste any time or energy doing that he was able to really focus on um exploring trade offers for devin singletary um <laughs> we'll get to that uh <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just giving you shit too. yeah that, um, that was a pretty good one um but yeah i mean it's 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 a it's a it was a really good pickup back to back yeah um, was pretty impressed um, next one is Tom drafting Pat's D in the 12th round, 166th overall. Um, goes, just kind of goes without saying. We don't need to talk about it much yeah, more. Yeah, we already talked about that. Um, eighth defense off the board. Eighth defense. Eighth so defense. Ha- half of the league had their defenses before Tom chose the Pats. Yeah. In the 12th round. Yeah. Pretty impressive. And then, the last one, this, this pick that somehow happened, <laughs> yeah. was, uh, in the 15th round, 197th overall, which was, like, I don't know if that was the last. Maybe it was. It was getting close to Mr. Irrelevant. No, this is this is or, the first pick of the 15th round. Oh, was it? So, oh, so, okay. so I'm sure all of the rest of us were starving to pick up DJ Chark, <laughs> but, but Jay got him before we could yeah. scoop him up in the 15th yeah. round. Uh, yeah, DJ Chark was a, pretty much a non-entity coming into the year, and, man, that guy had a great year. I remember going into the year, people thought, like, well, first off, they thought, the, the Jags' passing offense would be bad, which it kind of was. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, but people thought that D.D. Westbrook would be most involved, or maybe they were, like, D- Chris Conley people, yeah. or, like, Keelan Cole or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you didn't and hear that much about D.J. Chark. It was the kind It was the kind of thing... Well, Keelan Cole. Man, that's a name I've got. <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, it, it's how they work. Gardner also had such a great run there um mm. i think a lot of dj chark's value can be derived from that like once nick Foles went down like there's just a very like there's a very reasonable outcome where just dj chark sucks because mm. garner is bad um but garner ended up being really good mm. um for a while there um he really took over he took over the sports world we should i just realized we don't have gardner Minshew anywhere in these uh, he didn't really fit any yeah, of the well, he categories. Wasn't that helpful in fantasy, really. Like I feel like he, he was kicked, solid. He kicked around teams a bunch. I don't know if he started for anyone more than like twice, though. Like I feel like he was switching teams every week. And I think really, I started like, him a few times. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he was. I was that. getting sick of Goff. I was like, <laughs> let's just roll out Gardner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, no. He was definitely my backup because I had Dak. Well, because I remember it took a few weeks before anyone to really believe that it was real. It took a yeah. few weeks of him being pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then people were like, okay, maybe I can start Gardner Minshew. It's a thing. Yeah, uh, and, he then, t- and then he, he got He took over everything. the sports world for a couple of weeks yeah. there. Like he was, he was, you know, his jorts and his mustache. Everyone was all into Gardner. Yeah, it was a Jeremy Lin kind of story for sure. It definitely was. Uh, so yeah, DJ Chark ends the year wide receiver eleven, or at yeah. least he was. 
you know, wide receiver 11-ish. Like, yeah, stuff somewhere around there. Stuff isn't finalized yeah. yet. But getting wide receiver 11 in the 15th round, getting yeah. getting, getting someone you don't drop within the first three weeks of yeah, the 15th round. Yeah, to be round, honest, like, like, the like, rest of the 15th round was, like, total bullshit. I mean, can it's we, a lot can of, we Can we go through the rest of the 15th yeah. round? I mean, it's a lot of, like, kickers and defenses, oh. as you might imagine. Just uh, the last – the. Me, uh, the just name like five position players that were drafted like near DJ. Okay, Chark. so okay, so actually, it was it? There were a lot of wide receivers taken. Uh, so fifteenth round wide receivers: DJ Shark, Miko Hartman, Chris Conley, who ended up being okay, Hollywood Brown, also like you know kind of around Traquan Smith, Nikhil Harry, Andy Isabella. Hmm. So like, yeah, it, the fact that DJ Shark <laughs> wound up being a, a, a solid wide receiver one. It is pretty miraculous. For in, in, an al- in an alternate universe, if Tony had adjusted his lineup all year and like and like used his resources and you know did arbitrage and traded and stuff, like Hollywood Brown would could maybe be in here, like uh, maybe yeah. Wait, uh, he, he was wide receiver thirty nine. Well, like, that's good. Well, he missed a it's, lot of. It's good value, but like I don't know, he wasn't particularly good. <laughs> uh. Hollywood Brown, Evan. We're a Hollywood Brown podcast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, those are, yeah they, never mind. I recant. He, yeah. he he was not that good. So those are our, those are our eight nominees for uh, best draft pick. Um, I guess I'll go first for this one because you went first for the last one. This okay. is a tougher one. We got a lot of candidates here, uh, and hmm, I think I think I gotta have to go with Lamar Jackson again. I mean, if he's the fantasy MVP, and you draft him in the tenth round, then like that's pretty darn good. You know, um, I will say, I'm disappointed that I was so ready to call you out if you had picked. We're picking I was different. I was so ready if you had if you had picked any of the other ones. I would. I'm actually a little disappointed. <laughs> I I had it all que- like literally what you just said. I had it all queued up. I was uh, ready to go. I wasn't about um, to fall for your tricks. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, yeah, duh, like, <laughs> like, like. I think I think Pat's D comes in a song, a strong second, and DJ Chark is my third. Uh, yeah, the 15th I think that's really a better way to look yeah. at this. Is like clearly Lamar Jackson and Pat's D are gonna. I think like if we take those two out hypothetically, like clearly Lamar Jackson give and and Pat's D, they're the winner and the runner up. But um, yeah. so you're going DJ Chark wide receiver eleven. I think he would be my third. Fifteenth yeah. round, yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Godwin in the fourth is kind of tugging at me a little bit. I don't know, but Chark like, wasn't that much worse than Chris Godwin. Like, wide receiver two versus wide receiver 11. And, yeah. and Jay got him 11 rounds. Later, yeah. 150 picks later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... I think, I'm a fan of the late round. Yeah, late I mean, fifteenth round, round picks are supposed to be worth nothing. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. All right, so yeah. we'll go. We'll, we'll put. We'll say DJ Chark with an asterisk wins that one, right? We'll just, yeah. We'll just because like what the it's, you know. He's definitely an honorable mention here. Like, yeah. like I don't know, like just because like yeah. clearly, like for the reason that you said, like clearly it's Lamar Jackson. Like, all right, all right. Now we're on to maybe a more fun one. This one's fun. Yeah. Worst draft pick. Worst draft pick. So, of course, we're combining, you know, like we said, most of the draft picks in the 15th round are bullshit. We're not going to talk about those. We're going to talk about relatively early rounds where guys just shat the bed. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do them, I think, in order they were drafted. Uh, so, let's let's start. 
Uh, we got nine ideas, so uh, we should probably go through them reasonably fast. Do you want to take the first one, Evan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. The first one, my pick, sixth overall, David Johnson. I was so on the David Johnson hype train. I was like, well, even though he had a kind of a bad year last year, he was like RB, RB10 yeah. on that terrible offense, the worst offense in the league. And I thought, well, you get Cliff Kingsbury in there. You get Kyler Murray. Like, David Johnson is going to be the guy. And yeah. for, like, five move, weeks... Move the chains a little better. For, like, five weeks, it pretty much worked. Like, he was averaging, like, 15 points a game. Like, it was perfectly fine. And, like, he was, was really good first month and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then he got injured, and then they traded for Kenyon Drake, and then he got benched. <laughs> which, when you're sixth well, and there was the chase, pick, And there was the Chase Edmonds thing. Yeah, or, and that one week when they, when they, where they were both active, but Chase Edmonds got all of the work. Johnson, Johnson was in the first drive. He scored 30 points yeah. on my bench. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was brutal. Um... So yeah, it's, it's a combination of all those things. This is a pretty rough draft pick. It's never a good sign when your first round draft pick not only gets injured but also just gets benched. Uh, like I've definitely never had that happen to me before. It was weird. It was definitely weird when we were talking about like dropping him and he like wasn't injured. Yeah, or, uh, or at least like he, he was not he, on IR. Like, yeah, clearly, I mean, clearly he's banged he up. He is right? playing. Like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but he's playing now, and yeah, I just straight dropped him. It's like, well, that that sucks. So my 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 terrible luck with first rounders continues. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Uh, our our second nominee is another dual no- nominee, uh, Ethan. Uh, because he won the Schaefer Bowl last year, picked 14th and 15th consecutive picks, first and second round. He had the snake. Yeah, he, he picked, had the back-to-back. He Odell Beckham and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, that, I, I remember at the beginning of the year thinking, like, wow, like, Ethan's going to lead the league in wide receiver points. Like, obviously, like, having Odell. I think Odell at 14th was considered very good value. Uh, and I thought, wow, this is going to go so well. And it, it just, like, went straight to the shit immediately right for like, for different for very different reasons yeah um for 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 um well for, for a lot of reasons with both of these guys for odell for odell i mean that offense was just bad and yeah. like and like and like which nobody really expected baker know? had a much better rapport with Lan- Lan- jarvis landry um mm-hmm. odell's wide receiver 34 yeah um there's been really kind of bad. some rumblings that odell is just kind of a little dissatisfied and you wonder if that's just kind of how he is <laughs> you know if he's not in like a perfect situation is he gonna just kind of pout a lot um, and then Juju, obviously, like... Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger got hurt right away. Week and, one, right? Wasn't it yeah, week it was one? Week one? Yeah, yeah. that and was then, a tough break. And he's dealt with some injuries. Um, and then there's a couple of shitty backup quarterbacks. Yeah, right. It didn't help that Rudolph was worse than you might have expected. Um, so, yeah, that, that that combo of picks not going right was what really hurt Ethan's season, for sure. Yeah. You can't you can't miss... Juju, wide receiver, 59... A lot of that is because wide receiver fifty nine. A lot of that, yeah. A lot of that, like a lot of that is because he missed. Yeah, he missed like he, five weeks. He missed. There or something. Four, he missed. Well, if you count the game he got hurt in, it's five weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Which those even hurt you worse, right? Because you started him and it doesn't do much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna win. You're not gonna win a lot of games when your first, your top two picks don't crack the top. 35 at yeah. their position. Uh, Odell um, Beckham, wide receiver 34, Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great. Uh, that's definitely not what you expected from these two oh. guys. Um, all right, our, our next nominee. <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, Henry, second round pick, 17th overall, Antonio Brown. Uh, this could have worked out a lot worse for Henry. Yeah, because he was, he was uh, and we'll get to this in our, in our next category, but uh, Henry was able to ship him off uh, for value. Yeah, uh, and I remember at the let's t- let's try to stick with just the draft 
you know, just yeah. Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. just, you know, his, you know, yeah, so, shenanigans. So when Henry drafted him, uh, Brown was still on the Raiders. Uh, and I think that was pre any controversy, right? Well, no, there was the whole there, there was, was the, the trend. There was a game. lot of controversy. That was what made this a weird pick, I think, for Henry. Is yeah. that I think? Well, I mean, I, I know I was. I was just not going to draft him. Like he oh, could yeah. have fallen to the fifteenth round, and I just wouldn't. I was, was, this would was not I, this was before or after he swore at Mayock in a in the training camp. I think this uh, was like. The draft was just after that. That was like the same week or something because yeah. all of that stuff happened. In well, he he burned his. Well, oh, this was the helmet shit. It was the hel- yeah yeah. It was yeah. it was the helmet shit, and it was he he frostbit his feet <laughs> in that hyperbaric chamber, and then he he cussed out the GM at uh, the training camp. Yeah, I I don't know when our draft was held in Roy, but it. I think this, the draft was after at least most of them. I, I think Mayock. I think Mayock may have been after the draft, mm-hmm. but the helmet shit was definitely before. Yeah, and yeah. like and the foot thing. The yeah. foot thing was definitely before. Yeah, and then you know almost immediately after the draft, in the next couple of weeks, you know the Raider, the Raiders, they cut him. They cut him. They cut him, yep. and then the Pats picked him up. Uh, he played one sparkling game with the Pats. Got uh, caught a touchdown from Brady. Yeah, and then and then he was uh, well actually before that game, but he was he was accused of. Uh, sexual assault, um, and made some threatening text messages to uh, his accuser, and then the Pats released him, and uh, that that was all she wrote Yeah, for Antonio Brown. Yeah, 17th overall, that's not what you want, especially given, uh, yeah, just kind of the, having to follow that story, not the most fun, if, if you're uh, kind of rooting for the guy to play football, you know? Yeah, it's such a bizarre situation, because, like, he was a fifth-round draft pick, in real life, he, Antonio Brown's a fifth round draft pick in real life. You know he he's like a you know he's been in the league six years something like that. Uh, long eight years. Maybe. Eight he's years. Been around, yeah. He's been around, like you know and you know he's been, everyone says you know hardworking guy you know you know just just you know good attitude just this was the kind of the you just thought he was just kind of like a humble yeah. you know rags to riches kind of like you know he went to Central Michigan or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. And you're you're just thinking like, where is this coming from? Like, yeah, it was that last yeah. year with the Steelers. It really seemed to you know it kind of came out for the first time that yeah maybe something's a little off there. Yeah. So, so yeah, not a great draft pick right there. Um, all right, next one, Damian Williams in the third round, thirty third overall. Um, so it'd have been like the fifth, sixth pick. Uh yeah, like fifth yeah. yeah. So that was Andrew who picked him. Yeah, that was definitely seen as risky at the time just because yeah. Damian Williams was the presumed starter in the Chiefs' backfield, but we hadn't really seen a full season out of him. Like, I think right. his career high in rushing is like 400 yards or something. Like, you just didn't really know what you were going to get. People were banking up, well, if he's the main guy with the Chiefs, like, he's going to score a lot. Right, that was the idea. It was definitely, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I was down with this pick at the time because, like, uh, you know, I was probably going to be too much of a, I'm a little third round. I'm still too much of a pussy to like be risky, mm-hmm. but, um, it's kind of thing where, like you said, it was, you know, whoever the guy is mm-hmm. on the chiefs, like will score. But the other side of the coin is just that they didn't have a lot of money locked up in Damian Williams. They did not have a lot of draft capital locked up. I think Damian Williams was like a sixth round draft pick. In uh, real well, life? Uh, yeah, I mean, so, but they didn't draft him because he played for the Dolphins before. I think they just, like, got him off the scrap heap somewhere. Got yeah. him off with... So, I mean, like, the kind of the narrative was, like, if if they don't have any loyalty to this guy, essentially. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's essentially, like, how, 
how teams just don't really feel that if they have a lot of money or draft. I mean, because these guys are, it's 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 a business. It's a job, just like anything else. Like if you're a GM, you don't have any money or any draft capital locked up in a guy. Like, like you don't feel like you need to play him to show what he can do. So yeah, um, it's the other where then they go and they trade for Lashawn McCoy. And then McCoy comes in, and that's kind of when you knew things were going to be. Yeah, that, that was okay. like, that's when you knew. It's like, oof, this isn't going to go so well. So, yeah, Damian Williams finished with only 300 yards rushing. Uh, yeah, that was tough. Ends up as the running back 46. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, he had two, he had three, ga- three games in double figures. Not four, ga- four games. Well, does week 16 count? Uh, well, Dorf was eliminated by that. Right, so no, so yeah. <laughs> um, All right, our, our next nominee is Brandon Cooks. This is Quinn's pick in the third round, 35th, 35th overall. Um, Cooks kind of struggled, uh, along with really the rest of the Rams offense uh, for most of the year. Uh, just clearly uh, something was a little off compared to last year. Um, and then he missed several weeks with, uh, I think it was a concussion. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame, like, you know, sometimes guys get hurt, you know? Yeah, like, it happens. Like, I wouldn't put, like, you know, he, I wouldn't put carry on in here, right? Like, I mean, I guess he did have a lot of bad weeks right. besides Yeah, my that, thing is that, but... yeah, just even when he was playing, Cooks, Cooks was pretty disappointing. He finishes as wide receiver 59. Um, he has had, what, three weeks above 50 yards this year. He has scored two touchdowns. Um, yeah, not, okay, now that I look at it more... Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, he didn't have, he didn't have a great year. Um, yeah, for a third-round pick, he, uh, he definitely hoped for more. Yeah, that offense just totally stalled. Part of me wonders if, like, wasn't that offensive line pretty bad? Yeah, for, they dealt for, with some injuries, too. The Rams? And, mm-hmm. So it's the kind of thing where if, if you're a Cooks, if you're a deep threat, like, teams aren't biting it. Like, the, Ram, the whole Rams scheme just didn't go as well this year. Yeah, it seems like um, people kind of figured it out. And so it's the kind of thing where it's like, if play action's not working as well, you know, people aren't people aren't selling out to stop Gurley, you know, the offensive line's not as good. If you're Cooks and you're a deep, like, Cooks is a deep threat, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to have quite as much time to, you know, let those long routes develop yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a fine addition. Josh... Gordon, man, that's <laughs> yeah. These wide receivers, man. Uh, o- Odell, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon. Jesus yeah, so Christ. I picked Gordon in the fifth round, and and uh, not even in hindsight, but even at the time, it was that was a bit of a reach. I I just got kind of overexcited because I remember Gordon. Gordon was ruled eligible to play like pretty shortly before our draft. I think it was like I don't know three or four days before. Uh, so I kind of figured he would like slide under the radar a little bit, and people just wouldn't be aware that he was an option. I thought fifth round was about fair for him, so I scooped him up then. And and that didn't go so well. Uh, it ended, as all Josh Gordon seasons do, with him being suspended for smoking pot uh, for an entirely different team that he started the year with. So it didn't go well for him. Yeah, I will say, when you drafted Josh Gordon in the fifth, I had this... He was very... The, the, ESPN, um, the ESPN mock draft rankings, uh, they had not... They, like the draft rankings had not the default ADP stuff. It had not adjusted yet. Yeah, he was in. He was hundreds of spots lower than. Yeah, he, I definitely he should have waited. I figured um, like I was. I, I I remember being kind of peeved when you drafted him because I was gonna draft him like in the seventh or eighth. That oh. was kind of that was kind of my plan. And so you got him in the fifth, and I was like, eh, well, fair. Like yeah. I wasn't gonna pick him in the fifth, but um, yeah. Turns out, turns out, thanks. Evan. Yeah, you didn't want him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. 
So, I, but honestly, though, like, just real talk, like, I just hope that guy, like, just... Yeah, he needs to, like, stop gets, playing, you know, they're, stop they're, playing football they're, you know, and, like, we, 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 figure we, out his you know, shit. Like, yeah. we, we, we record the podcast, you know, we... Fantasy football, it's fun. Sports are fun, but, like, some stuff is bigger than sports. And, like, I just hope with his mental health and, you know, just kind of... Clearly, there's some chemical dependence issues mm. and there have been for several years, and... You know, they talk about all these brain injuries and, you know, or, you know, brain trauma and stuff. And I don't know. I just mm. pray for that guy and hope, hope things turn around for him because, you know, you, you, you read, you, you read like, you know, some of the stuff that he talks about and you, I watched some interviews with him and he's like a, he's a very, he's a very well, like he's a very well-spoken individual and, you know, he's not just, you know, it's always guys where you like, you feel, you just kind of pull for him. Um, but moving on, next guy, O.J. Howard. Um, this is Ethan's pick. He got him in the sixth round. Yeah, he, 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 I don't know, he was probably like, what, the fifth or sixth tight end off the board? Uh, he was definitely like the fourth. Like I he, guess he might have been, he, yeah. There's kind of that he, gap. He was oh, pre- I'm guessing he was fifth, because I'm guessing he was after Engram as well. Uh, Maybe he was after Engram. But he was definitely like so in yeah. that next tier. <laughs> he finishes as tight end 25. He did kind of sort of start to come around at the end of the year here. He's had once, a few games. That once were, Evans and Godwin got hurt. Right. Basically, like, and probably once after in most leagues he would have been dropped. Ethan just held on to him the whole year for whatever reason. But he only caught one touchdown. He had a season high of 73 receiving yards. Um yeah, it was just pretty worthless. People forget Bruce Arians just doesn't use tight ends. He never did in Arizona, and there was just some debate uh, coming into the draft as to whether that was a question of were there just no good tight ends in Arizona, right. or did Check he not want to use them? And O.J. Howard is clearly a great athlete. Apparently, uh, Arians just, yeah, just does not feature tight ends. Yeah. I, when we, before we started recording, I made the joke to Evan. I was like, you know, because we you know, did, didn't do a ton of prep for this. Um, and I was just kind of saying, like, man, I remember throughout the year, you know, kind of randomly bringing up, you know, oh, I want to remember this for our awards pod when we, like, you know, hand out awards. And I feel like O.J. Howard was definitely someone, because I brought him up every fucking week yeah, you did. for a while. And, you know, he's the guy who, um, if, you, if, 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 if Vegas had, a, had odds on who Ben was going to pick for, for worst draft pick, you know, given my shtick against O.J. Howard all year. That's probably good money. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, tight end 25. Pe- people were saying, like... It doesn't bre- take that much to be tight end 25, folks. People, people were saying, like, breakout candidate for uh-huh. um, for O.J. Howard. I don't even want to... Actually, I do want to know. Um, but if ESPN wasn't just so... My ESPN just crashed again. Maybe this is a good time to shit on you. Uh, worst draft pick of the, goes to us picking ESPN as our platform. That's the Ooh, worst. Fair. That's the worst draft pick of the year. Fair. Using yeah. Takes this shit fucking forever to load. All right. Are you look, looking? Up well, I was like well, I was gonna look up tight end rankings to see who was around the twenty five. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now it's, I'd be interested to see. No, yeah. Should I should I look it up? That would be funny. Yeah. Okay. No, I will. Okay. Hopefully, I was gonna do it, but ESPN was crashing, and I was upset. Um. This segment brought to you by ZipRecruiter. While Ben is uh, searching up his tight end fun fact, uh, my fun fact for the week is that the DK in DK Metcalf actually stands for Decalin Zacharias. That is fun. So that is is quite the name. I'm really pissed off that he doesn't go by Decalin. Well, actually, I guess the DK doesn't stand for 
DK is just kind of the initials from his first name, and the Zecharias is ignored. I don't know. He could be DKZ. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, you guys. Oh man. Up? Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start like the five guys. Well, actually, the guys above him. So let's. So I'm gonna start at twenty because OJ Howard is twenty five. So we got Mike Gesicki, <laughs> Jonu Smith, Jimmy Graham, Eric Ebron, who got put on IR like. Halfway through the year, yeah. Blake Jar- Jarwin, <laughs> Gerald he finished e- behind Blake Jarwin. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> yeah, by a couple points. Uh, Gerald no. Everett, OJ Howard, Dawson Knox. OJ wow, Howard was point two from Dawson Knox. <laughs> um, oh, this no. is this is Buffalo's starting tight end. Yeah, Dawson Knox, Will Disley, Cameron and Disley played in like four games. Disley, play, Disley played like four games. Uh, Cameron Brait. Uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Who yeah, played, it was played. barely even the tight end one of his own team if Cameron Braid is up there. Yeah, that's yeah. brutal. Jordan Akins. <laughs> um, and then we got Foster Moreau. Nice. Um, Raiders. Go Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was, uh, man. Yeah. OJ Howard, man. All right. Oof. Yeah, so that's enough about OJ. We were writing him a bunch this year. Uh, all right, we got two more nominees for this one. Uh... <laughs> We got Greg Zerline. Ryan picked Greg Zerline, the Rams kicker, in the sixth round, which still baffles me. I'm not entirely sure why Ryan did this. He did it for attention. He was being a fuck. A classic Ryan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Zerline finishes the kicker five, but that's kind of beside the point. Like, even if he was kicker one, like, not at all justified to take him in the sixth round. Like, four rounds at least before you would have had to take him. Classic um, dumb pick, guys. Classic yeah, dumb pick. Don't do that. Uh, all right, that's enough said about that. And then, it, and, it and, was the, dumb. and then the last one, the 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 the, the podcast thumbnail himself, Andrew Luck, uh, yeah, was picked in the seventh round, ninetieth overall by Ethan. I feel like Ethan has a few of these. Yeah, that's um, probably why his team wasn't very good. Tough draft for Ethan. Yeah, um, this one wasn't his fault. It's just kind of funny that he it, picked a guy and then he retired before he could play. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I feel like I feel like Andrew Luck's been our thumbnail all year. We haven't talked about him at all. So yeah, I mean, why would we? He wasn't playing football, so right. Oh, I do want to say there's the um, there's a I think it's Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account. Uh-huh. Very funny. If you guys want to have a good laugh, go to the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, not not much to say here. Yeah. Uh, he he retired. Um, <laughs> That's never a great sign. And, and and he got and this is bullshit. Indianapolis, those fans fucking booed him off the field. That was fucking bullshit. Guy played through like a fucking lacerated spleen for that franchise. Like, yeah. give me a fucking break. Fucking booed him off the field. Get, God, fuck off, Colts fans. All, All right, right. Ben, what's what's your pick here? Who do you got for worst draft pick? Well. I'm gonna have to go with. Oof. For 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 me, if we're saying this is for me, it's between Damian Williams and OJ Howard. I just I don't Andrew Luck doesn't count like yeah that's not his fault. Greg Zerlo like I'm a kicker like clearly clearly that's the worst pick out of these. Like, <laughs> that's a, like that one. I'm not I'm not so. But if I'm going with Damian Williams, OJ Howard, um. It's a tough, it's tough for me between these two. Damon Williams is like, listen, I'm, I, I want to go back and just see one more time where he's, where Damon Williams finished amongst all running backs. Running back 46. Okay. Running back 46. Yeah. Running back 46 is not good. Um, 
I'm gonna go with OJ Howard just because with Damian a favorite Ben punching bag. <laughs> the 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 smart money was on OJ Howard for me and for this and and the smart money won. <laughs> um, just like with Damian Williams, you kind of knew like it was a risky pick going into it. You're like, this is yeah. not like you're like you know there's not a lot of money wrapped up in this guy. There's not a lot of team draft capital wrapped up in this guy. And also, Andrew didn't know that they were gonna trade for Lashawn McCoy like. Well, if they yeah. had tra- if they had traded for Shady McCoy before the our fantasy draft, like that would have tanked Damian Williams down a couple of rounds at mm-hmm. least. So, OJ Howard was like very much hyped up. They're like, we're getting Bruce Arians in here. Like OJ Howard's gonna break out. Like this is gonna be awesome. Like the machine. Like he was supposed to have Godwin's year. Like that's like what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm going with OJ Howard. All right, my pick is Antonio Brown. Uh. Well, so for several reasons. First, he was a second-round pick, so 17th overall for Antonio Brown. Second, dude played in one game this year. Third, a bunch of this drama was happening before the draft. So so there, you could definitely see some writing on the wall that he was not going to play the year in Oakland. Uh, and then that drama just totally engulfed his season. Uh, I, th- I think it was definitely foreseeable that Brown would have a terrible year and. Obviously he did. Uh, and I think as a combination of all those reasons for being like the worst possible headlines and a player who wasn't going to get you any points, like literally at all, I think Antonio Brown is my pick here. Yeah, that's true. That's it. I think like because it didn't fuck Henry that much, I kind of forgot yeah, about it. that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, Although it did later fuck Tom. So. Right. So that's the, yeah. we're getting to the next one. My, my reason that I can't pick OJ Howard is just because it's a sixth round pick. Like sixth round picks like fairly routinely don't work out. Like it's not, it, it's a valuable pick, but it's not incredibly valuable. Like, yeah. Like I think Vance McDonald got picked around there too. It's just like sometimes you just miss. Like it's just the sixth round. Uh, so I think the opportunity cost there is not nearly as high as Henry just biffing that 17th overall. Ooh, pick, you know? got me with opportunity cost. I'm all... <laughs> Opportunity cost, I'm sold. Ben loves pop economics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so we're saying Antonio Brown? I think, I mean, yeah. Like, All right. right. He, he only played in one game. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did catch a touchdown, though, so. As many touchdowns as I want. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Less yardage, though, so. Uh. I want I want that football that Tom Brady threw that touchdown to Josh Gordon on. It's gonna be worth some money somewhere. It's gotta be worth something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So our next one, next category, most lopsided trade. Yeah. The candidates are Nick and Evan, Jordan Howard for Darren Waller. This one was unfortunate. For yeah. Evan. Uh, yeah, so this one, Jordan Howard just got hurt. He played one game for my team, and then he hasn't played since. Whereas Darren Waller has been his standard, like, tight end four self or something since the trade. So that was kind of rough. I respect you I, for, for flipping, though. You know, for, I, for flipping one of your I, tight ends. I finally cashed in my know? Darren Waller chip uh, and, and got Jordan Howard, and I felt good about it. He had one week of, like, ten points, and then he uh, didn't play again. So yeah, that was great. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Um, he, Jordan Howard did have a tough injury, though. You know, a tough injury to bounce back from. Yeah, a tough shoulder, mysterious shoulder stinger. It was yeah. a stinger. I don't know. It was just a. It was. It was just a stinger. Just a. Just a typical out for two months stinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to see there. <laughs> yep. Um. All right. Next one was, uh, Quinn and Ben. Uh, I didn't. I did not put this in here. I, I did. Yeah. Evan I, put I this. I just wanted to be clear that Evan yeah. put this in here. Yep. 
I don't think it was lopsided. <laughs> Quinn traded me Miles Sanders for Nelson Aguilar. This one's fun because even at the time, it was clear that this this is a really shitty trade for Quinn because he had like no running backs and then he and a ton of wide receivers and he gave you a much better running back for Nelson Aguilar is like totally worthless. To be fair, I had just picked up Aguilar off of waivers. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the only. Yeah. Idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess the common theme for uh, these lopsided trades are Eagles running backs. So. Yeah. Fair. To be fair, I had started Miles Sanders for a lot of these weeks, and I was. It was very frustrating having to watch, like, the just inconsistencies in the yeah. Eagles' backfield just yeah. kind of being annoying. I can see that. But um, you'd probably rather have him than Nelson Aguilar. So. Yeah, it was kind of where I, yeah, it was like I would start him and I'd be like, yeah, it could be worse. Um, all right, next one, which this one will win. Yeah, this, this is the big Kuna. Uh, yeah. Kind of why I didn't pick OJ Howard. I, I kind of like to spread the wealth on the awards. Mm, yeah, we um, haven't done a good job of that. Lamar Jackson's going to win two of these. Antonio Brown's going to win two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is a Henry-Tom trade. Uh, Henry received Mike Williams and Leonard Fournette. Tom got Antonio Brown and Raheem Mostert. I remember uh, this trade, like, immediately after it happened, Antonio Brown, I think, got released by the Pats. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, so, like, that, immediately We should have checked the timeline, but yeah, yeah I, think, I think... it was, like, 24 hours later, Antonio Brown right. was unemployed. I remember, because uh, I, remember, I remember texting in the group me, like, what a coup by Henry, like, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Because, uh, it might have even been before this processed. It was, like, it had been agreed to, but it hadn't actually gone through yet. And then, it, oh, because I, I remember Tom texted... A group that was me, him, and Henry and Ben, like, Evan, will you annul this trade? <laughs> <I'm> like, no. <laughs> so, that was fun. So, this trade almost immediately just became Raheem Mostert for Leonard Fournette and Mike Williams, which uh, isn't great. Fournette actually... Raheem, won- Raheem Mostert a couple of good weeks. That's true, but, I, you know, you weren't going to, like, rely on Raheem Mostert, whereas, like, Leonard Fournette was, had a pretty good year. Even Mike Williams kind of came around at the end. Uh, so, yeah, definitely... Uh, Pretty pretty lopsided given what immediately happened to Leonard Fournette, Brown. running back eleven. Yeah, um, we're gonna give Leonard Fournette an award just for like solid. Yeah, like, surprisingly just, just good. Like, like yeah. people, yo, it, fit, didn't get hurt. It's funny because he was one of the least consistent players in the in the league. His first two years, he was like constantly hurt, like had a suspension in there, sporadic, like, just yeah, like, and but, just like wasn't good sometimes. But this just, year it was just like well, just every week, just pounded it out. Part of that might be switching out Bortles. It's got to be, right? Like That definitely get, helps. Get, Obviously, getting, like, the injury stuff is just, you know, Yeah, stuff, but, like, but getting yeah. Bortles out of there, like, he was so inconsistent, yeah. right? Like, um, but, yeah, good job, good job, Leonard. But, yeah. yeah, so this trade ended up being Antonio Brown, well, ended up being, yeah, like you said, most of it for Mike Williams and for that, so. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, pretty lopsided. Um, so, all right. So yeah, this will be the year of Lamar Jackson and Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I guess we just said our winner, but there's still one left. Yeah. Uh, this was this was uh, Evan and Henry traded DK Metcalf for Malcolm Brown. I thought this one was funny just because like even at the time, me and Henry were both like, yeah, this deal is kind of bullshit and it doesn't matter. But then like DK Metcalf ended up being actually useful. So you guys wanted to make this trade to just even out positions, Yeah, it was right? basically that like, was... I needed a wide receiver and he needed a running back, so we're like, okay, we'll this... just t- toss these two random guys from the ends of our benches. Because and... it was like a bye week thing, right? Like, to kind of give yourself, like, bye I think it was more like we had or... both just made other random trades, and, like, we were both just really short on one of the positions, so we just swapped. And it worked out much better for me than for him. 
just randomly. Like, was, I, I had no intel on DK Metcalf that was like, this guy's going to be good. He's like, oh, well, <laughs> he's about the same as Malcolm Brown. Like, I yeah. guess I'll trade him because I need a wide receiver. So. I remember seeing this trade, and this is obviously before DK Metcalf got better. Mm-hmm. I, I remember getting the notification on my phone for this trade and just being like, <laughs> wow, this is like the most mediocre trade I have ever uh-huh. seen. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which, I, which brings us to our next category. Yeah, our next category. That brings us perfectly into it. This one doesn't have any nominees. We just wanted to rag on this trade. Um, well, so that was going to be, like, to be fair, because, you know, obviously we started this Google Doc a long time ago, like several months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been slowly gathering. The DK Metcalf. Months. Yeah, the yeah. DK Metcalf for Malcolm Brown trade, that used to be in the most meaningless mm. trade category. Yeah. But then it got moved to the most lopsided trade category. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah. And so now there's just one candidate remaining in the most meaningless trade award and that is the henry quinn trade of henry traded golden tate and malcolm brown for Tariq cohen and marquez valdez scantling yeah um just every player in this deal just totally worthless just i will like, say golden tate is kind of half good so like I might give you half of a useful player out of, out of the four players. He's wide receiver 50, 51. Well, but he missed some time at the beginning of the year. Like, he didn't play for the first four weeks because he was suspended. Well, like, he should have he should have been healthy and not taken a fertility drug. Well, but this trade happened after that is what I'm saying. Like, uh, But anyways, yeah, this trade, uh, totally worthless. Just a bunch of really shitty players switching hands. Uh, yeah, because like, I'm sure Malcolm Brown, Tariq Cohen, MVS... Like, I can't imagine any of those guys started in our league this year. So, yeah, it was just that kind of deal. Uh, you got to yeah. love four-player four deals that yeah. were nothing of value switches. I do remember, okay, now that you point out that this was after the suspension was done, I do remember because at the time, we because you and I were shitting on this trade at the time just for it being stupid and meaningless. Uh-huh. Um, but at the time, I was like, the Golden Tate thing, because his suspension was up, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of buying low a little bit if you're Quinn. But then Henry, like Henry, I'm not saying Henry didn't know that Golden Tate's suspension. Like clearly Henry knew his suspension was up. Mm-hmm. But this is when Devonte Adams was hurt, and I and Henry was getting a little bit of Devonte Adams insurance. I think. Mm, yeah. I think that was kind of the idea behind it. Sure. Yeah. Um. So like I understand the intent, and it makes general sense, but yeah, you know. All right. If this trade had just been Golden Tate for Malcolm Brown Scantling, I think I would have not yeah, really. Then it's not that bad. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that like Malcolm Brown and Tariq Cohen got added in for yeah. some reason is yeah, is, yeah. it is funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so that's our most meaningless trade award. Uh, next award we got on here is the worst horde. So this is I the, like this one. I like this, this is one. the one. This is the one we're looking at guys who who just sat on benches the whole year and we're just ashamed that this was allowed to happen for one reason or the other. Uh, our first nominee is Tony's entire bench and all the wide receivers there, including some useful guys. He's got John Brown, he's got Cortland Sutton, he's got Debo Samuel. Tony's and just they like all sat on his bench. Tony's just like fucking OPEC with just like rest- restraining the oil supply, just like yeah. just just constricting the wide receiver market. I think it probably like noticeably harmed the wide receiver quality of every other team in the league, just because like yeah, there were six of them sitting on his bench. Yeah. Um, what were the, yeah, and weren't, like, four of them top 15 or something? Like, uh, out of the it, six it on his bench? It, it wasn't, well, it wasn't four. It was two of them, John Brown and Cortland Sutton, are, are quite good. Um, yeah, um, and then even, like, Debo Samuel and Hollywood Brown, like, those guys are, are useful players. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rip. Oof. Um, so that's a good, that's a good candidate. John Brown was wide receiver 10. 
Yeah, John Brown was casually good this year. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver like, 16. So those are like two very solid every week starters. That I'm interested I'm interested to see if any of these guys fall. Not that I'm going to follow up with this, but I'm curious to see if any of these guys fall just because like by the nature of these guys kind of hiding on Tony's bench, like you don't nobody ever saw yeah. John, like, especially would, John Brown. It would be easy to not be aware of. Especially yeah. John Brown. Like, nobody yeah. saw John Brown beat them. Mm-hmm. Like, literally all year, nobody saw John Brown beat them. Yeah. And his name is John Brown. Yeah. Uh, and plays in Buffalo. I, I, it's like, you don't expect him to be a good wide receiver, but he is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious to see if any of these guys drop in the draft next year, just because people will be like, I don't remember... It's just, it's just, it's just like a, it's like a, yeah. it's like a heuristic. It's a bias, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's kind of interesting. Um, next one. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gronk. No, you, uh, well, okay. You skip one, but yeah, we'll talk about Gronk. Oh, yeah. fair. Ryan kept Gronk on his bench pretty much the whole year, dropped him and then picked him back up at some point. Uh, it's the worst tour just because there was no way Gronk was ever going to play this year. You never want to have yeah. a guy who is retired on your bench. And the only reason he's still in the system is because ESPN finds it fun to just like have these guys available, you know? Yeah, like, that's I, not what you want. I like how I like how Ryan like he did like the Zerline shit and he did the Gronk shit, mm-hmm. and it's like just being kind of a fuck. Yeah, and then like uh, you know, just not like doing kind of like a weird like trying and then like not trying thing yeah. mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of puzzling Ryan's team ended up being not that terrible like i thought i thought Ryan was going to be by far the worst team in the league just given some of these like stupid decisions but you know it, i mean it was not a good team but it wasn't like the worst team in the league something we should do i'm a, i'm gonna write this down we should go back and because uh, we're going to do... Oh, yeah, we should have done that during this. Yeah, well, yeah. no, no, I mean, we'll do this I, we're not going to have a lot to talk about. That is no, anyway, so we're going to go back and look at our power rankings yeah, yeah. and see and how they see compare. see which of us was better at predicting yeah, yeah. standings this year. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, but anyways, obviously Gronk, a poor horde. Uh, he did not we come just, anywhere we just, close to playing or practicing this season. So We should just go off points, right? For the... uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Our our next uh, our next worst horde candidate, Devin Singletary. Uh, Tim had Devin Singletary on his bench the entire year, which makes sense because he had uh, Mark Ingram, Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott. Uh, which shout but, out shout out to Tim. That's a like that's a we we called that a sub award, the three headed monster sub award. Yeah. Uh, that's a man having to go yeah. up against against Those that one. That was daunting, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless maybe Singletary started like a bye, like, yeah, he, he when, might have gotten in one time there when some of those guys were on bye or uh-huh. something. But, but yes, Singletary was just sitting there being a pretty good, useful running back, and Tim never traded him, even though he had some holes at a wide receiver, especially. And man, I just feel like that was a missed opportunity for Tim because so, he he had definitely had some value, and he and he just never really prioritized dealing him. I don't know what the strategy yeah. was there. It's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, and then I trade this guy, and then, oh, Ingram gets hurt or something. You know, that, yeah, that, but that, even then, though, like, you know, that might happen. But if you trade Singletary to patch a hole at wide receiver, then you know you're going to get an upgrade at that wide receiver spot, you know? Yeah. Like, whereas you might get hurt at running back, you know? So, I don't know. I, I think he should have. I think he could have gotten some pretty good value for him, and I'm uh, disappointed that he didn't. So. Yeah. All right. Next candidate is Connor hoarding two kickers the entire year. Those two kickers were Robbie Gould 
and Brett Maher, who got cut by the Cowboys. Uh, neither of them finished in the top 10 kickers. <laughs> Connor had them on his team and one of them on his bench the entire season. <laughs> so, Because Connor, Connor didn't change his team except for that one time that I made a trade with him. Yeah, and occasionally sending his lineup. Yeah, that was it. Uh-oh. He did drop Andy. Andy Isabella like should be on this list. Yeah. Um, even though he was not on his final roster, uh-huh. we should have included Andy Isabella on here. Um, uh, which, yeah, the the two kicker thing and neither of them being good kickers is is a pretty nice flex. Yeah, I'm gonna throw Andy Isabella on here just okay. for gold, just for formality. Gold Maher and Andy Isabella. Yeah. Um. Maher uh, was a former CFL kicker. We can't be too hard on that guy. Go. Yeah. Who did he play for? I have no idea. Or whatever. CF- CFL, though. Shout out Bombers. Shout out CFL, yeah. All right. And our uh, our last nominee, Quinn, kept the Jets' defense all year long, uh, which worked out some of the time. Like, they weren't terrible. They were defense 13. Uh, but, like, I don't know why he did this. Um, like, the Jets were a bad team. Like, they, he often played them through terrible matchups. Oh, yeah, like Pats. Like Patriots, yeah. where they, like, got demolished. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's all. That's all I'll just say. All right. Uh, this is a this is a hard choice. Uh, there are a lot of good so, candidates. Some of these hordes were pretty bad. Uh, I gotta say. Yeah. Hmm. I think I think my choice is Tony's bench, just because of the outsized impact that that horde had on the rest of the league, and also that you know Tony's gonna get probably impeached from the league for for doing this. So, you know. was it worth it? <laughs> I'm sure he was doing this in some sense because he wanted to and not just because he uh, wasn't playing. Yeah. But that's my choice. Tony's bench. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be Tony's bench, right? Yeah. I think I mean, just just the sheer volume well, of this and, and the me, fact that there's no other analog of like a very good player sitting on the bench except except him, but you know that was so, because he had better players in the starting lineup. Allow me, allow me to pose a... So, like, how many did did Connor really make any ad drops? Uh, I don't think he did. No, because like, I see he has Randall Cobb, and like, he definitely didn't draft Randall Cobb. Uh, might have. Did he? I don't know. I thought I had Randall Cobb for a little bit. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Like, yeah. So he picked him up. I'm just trying to think. Like, are we? Are we judging Tony more because his auto-drafted team ended up being better than Connor's auto-drafted? Like, because our whole thing was, like, Connor's bench is so bad, right? Like, if, yeah. if anyone in Connor's starting lineup gets hurt, like, he's fucked. But for Tony, like, his whole auto-drafted team ended up being good. But for Connor, so is, is, is Connor's hoarding well, see, less Connor, bad? Connor, Connor at least set his lineup some, yeah. most of the time. Not, not all the time, but most. Uh, so you got to give him some credit for that. Yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, I was I was just gonna throw that out there. Like, is it is it because like Connor's hoarding of players that were shittier? Is that I guess Maybe. I guess definitionally yes. Yeah. Like hoarding mm-hmm. hoarding good players on your bench is and not moving them. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's gotta be Tony's bench, right? All right, Tony's bench it is. And also just because like that's incorporating like four more players than the other options on this list. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, let's get it rolling here, Ben. I, I, I gotta go to bed, man. That's fair. Uh, okay, we got a quick one here. Uh, just a single nominee, because we just wanted to give out this award. Uh, Ben is calling this the Gray Hair Award. 
uh, presumably because it made Nick's hair gray. This is the, the toughest lineup decision of the year. And it's it will come into play yeah, in, just as I predicted. In the Schaefer Bowl. Yeah, like literally Ben like said this early in the year. Yeah, it's the Kirk Cousins-Aaron Rodgers dilemma that Nick has faced all year. Uh, I spoke this. I, I, I 100% put this on here because I spoke this into existence. <laughs> we, noticed, we noticed this trend in like what was it like week four or five uh-huh. we just we noticed that nick kept fucking up starting which one and i said uh-huh. nick if you're good if you were to make it to the championship you know monday night football <laughs> yeah. rogers Literally. cousins and it turns out yeah com- going into the final day he needs like 19 points from a qb and he has to pick one <laughs> it's like the perfect point total too yeah it's like very conceivable that only one of them will get over that point total it's, so like that's like the line yeah right that's like a very like just above average quarterback total i feel yeah. like so yeah he's just gonna have to pick yeah. one <laughs> like whenever you go on to like the streamers like free agents it's uh-huh. always like 16 17 that they're projected for yeah uh-huh. and so it's like when you get up to like 19 like that's getting pretty good can't wait can't so wait. has he made a decision did he has he changed and his lineup he at all has had rogers in there uh i haven't I haven't really checked it i'll check it right now and see if anything is different Man, I can't wait for him. Still got Rodgers in there right now. I can't wait for Rodgers to, like, either suck and, like, Nick is just, and Cousins just <laughs> goes bonkers, or or uh, Rodgers wins Nick the Schaefer Bowl and, like, Joe gives him a hard time or something. Yeah. I think, uh, well, the funniest scenario as an outsider would be if he switches it now and then gets it wrong. <laughs> that would be like he had it right the whole week and then he, and then well, he blew it. Well, there's already, very funny. I'm, I'm excited because this has already kind of started with the group me today with oh, yeah. uh, uh, a lesser team. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going up we're against a lesser team. We're already starting, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Joe's going to give Nick such uh-huh. a hard time just like either way. But, right. um, so, yeah, that's funny. Um, this, is, this is an award I wanted to throw in here. Um, this is called Best Waiver Claim yeah. Award. Uh, the three candidates are Darren Waller, who Evan picked up. Shout out to that, me. Was that week? I think it was after week one. After week one. I yeah, think McCorn was also after. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I spoiled that one. Terry yeah. McCorn, Tom, um, also after week one, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Devontae Parker um, for Ethan. Is that that was in like the middle of October or something. That was much later. Um, but Parker ended up being really good too. Yeah. Devonte Parker ended up being wide receiver 14. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that was after kind of a slow start too. And that's a, a and relatively that, slow start. And that's with having Rosen as your quarterback for part of the year. Yeah. Um, although Josh Rosen, um, Lamar Jackson is no Josh Rosen. That's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Devontae Parker, it was the kind of thing where everyone has gotten burned by this guy in fantasy, so he started having a few good weeks, like, uh, week, week, so week four he had 13, and then he had a bye week, and then he had eight, and then he had 11, so I'm guessing right around week, after week seven, um, Ethan, was it Ethan that picked him up? Mm. So, hey, good job, Ethan. Yeah. Um, so then that, that puts it at about mid-October, so if that's... Is that when he, yeah, October 9th, so um, that's when he picked him up. So that was a good pickup. Um, this is kind of an interesting one. Um, I'm yeah. gonna... It's surprising that there isn't a better candidate. Like, waivers were not especially good this year. Like, these three guys are all pretty good players, but you know none of them were exactly world beers. And a lot of years on waivers, you've got a guy who, like, wins you with the league, and I don't think any of these three guys were that. Um, 
I'm torn, Evan. Yeah, me too. I'm hmm. definitely torn. Um, so Pat's D, Tom didn't get any love for Pat's D earlier. You know, Lamar Jackson. I was gonna. Well, I mean, I feel pity vote for Tom. I, well, Tom. Like Tom's in the championship. You know? That's true. Like, well, like maybe, so, maybe he doesn't need any of these stupid awards if he wins the shape. That's probably, true. Right? That's well. I was thinking like Darren Waller. You know, clearly Darren Waller is like was a great waiver claim, but like, was it a great waiver claim for you? Like, you ended up trading him for Jordan Howard, and then he like. Just, like to be fair, I had Waller for like half a season. Um, you know, and he was good for you. Yeah. Um. But McCorn McCorn carried Tom for a while there. Well, I guess Pat's dude kind of carried Tom for a while there. Yeah. I like McLaurin as the pick. I think we can give it to Tom. No, I want to give it to Evan. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hype you right now. No, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm I'm gonna take a stand and I'm gonna say Evan gets this award. Darren wow. Waller. Darren Waller, That's best waiver best waiver pickup this year. I'm honored. Um uh, Yeah. This is a... So I just want to thank my my mom for for helping me. Not your dad, and and my dad. I was gonna get to that. Well, see now you get an award, not, and I get an award. There you know? go. Lamar Jackson, Darren Waller. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got we got two more awards. One of which is not a real award, uh, but the first one is a real award. Uh, we're calling this the Mister December Award. Guys who really came on strong at the end of the year. Uh, we could have called this the Derrick Henry Memorial Award because that was what he did last year. He just like went off in the month of December. After we could have called this. Anything. We could have got. We could have called this the Joe Verdrant Consolation Bracket, Mister December Award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> but uh, here are our nominees. We got Kenyon Drake, who notably had four touchdowns in a game. He had thirty plus points. Yeah. This week and last week. Yeah, he think he was over this week too. Yeah, he he's been very good. We got Joe Mixon, who, after really sucking in the first half of the year, has been, like, what you expected. Yeah, I feel like half. literally every person I talk to says they tried to get Joe Mixon off of Quinn when he was bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Ryan Tannehill, uh, also on Quinn's team, uh, who, you know, wasn't even starting at the beginning of the year and became, like, a very solid fantasy QB. Yeah. Shout out Ryan Tannehill. I want to just want to say quickly, like, this guy, like, in real life should win Comeback Player of the Year. Like, this guy got... Um, like dumped off of the scrap heap in Miami. Like they're like, we're going with Josh Rosen. Like get out of here, Tannehill, you piece of shit. Mm. Goes to Tennessee. Mariota sucks. Tannehill comes in and very solid. Like yeah, very, very, on the cusp of the very, too. very, very solid year for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't. It's hard because his like, you know, ESPN only has his like. You know rankings on the year, and so it's like right. not yeah, that it's impressive. Not, not high because he missed the first ten weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but he's been very good. So, yeah. um, good job, good job, Tana Hill. Um, next one, Brashad Perriman, um, Tampa Bay wide receiver, benefited a lot from Godwin and Mike Evans injuries. Yeah, he's just like the classic guy that you know. I'm sure in in a bunch of other leagues, it's just gonna wind up on whoever wins the championship is gonna have Perriman just because he. Was totally worthless and on waivers in 100% of leagues, but then comes up and yep. you know, puts up three touchdowns in yep. the semis and uh, 100 yards in the final. Yep, so. I'm playing I'm playing them in Hockey House, getting killed, so Rip. oh well. And our final nominee is Tyler Higby on Tom's team. Higby 
four straight weeks over 100 yards. Yeah, uh, he's going to be he's going to be that guy next year who is going to get drafted like four rounds too high because he ended the year on a crazy streak. Uh, maybe he'll wind up being recency bias. Yeah, I, four 400 yard games. There are not very many tight ends, I would guess, in league history that have ever had four straight 100 yard games. That's like very very hard to do. Travis Kelsey, I'm sure, did it at some point. Yeah, but like it's like that level of player who yeah. does this, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's impressive that Tyler Higby, who was like kind of a nobody, up. did yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ben, um, what do we think? Who do we got for Mr. December? I know my pick. Who's your pick? I'm picking Kenyon Drake. The dude scored four touchdowns yeah. in a playoff game and followed it up with like 170 yards and two touchdowns. I like it. I like it just because he's on Joe's team. Yeah. I just want to continue the streak of Joe. Just jo- Joe is a consolation god, Joe. Even, even if he uh, did not win the consolation this year. Oh, yeah, I guess he didn't win this year. But, like, Derrick Henry last year, yeah. Kenan Drake this year. Yeah. It's going to be... Joe's a, a, great, it'll, it'll, a great playoff coach, you know? Yeah, it'll, 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 be, it'll be fucking Ronald Jones next year. Like, yeah. You just, <laughs> it'll be someone weird, yeah, uh-huh, who will just absolutely come alive in the yeah. final month. Um, I want to shout out Tannehill, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure his. Shout out Tannehill. I don't. I don't even know. Like honestly, I don't even know if his numbers in December are particularly impressive. But I just want to give Tannehill another shout out. He was a wide receiver his first year of college, and you know, also like his last four weeks, like fine, but like yeah, not that know. good. <laughs> yeah, so twenty seven, twenty four, twenty three. All right. Uh, so that's why Kenyon Drake is Mister December. Good job, Kenyon. All right. Okay. Um. Our last award is called the it has a couple of names yeah one of the we couldn't really decide on one one is the happy trails award yeah or the it's been real award <laughs> or the welcome to the league mitch <laughs> award. this award goes to tony um <laughs> as we all know tony tony did not change his team all year <laughs> A, tr- a truly amazing act of uh, just not caring. Yeah. yeah. Also, also as as a roommate of Tony, yeah, will uh, routinely, routinely, will routinely chirp me for having a fantasy football podcast, even though I quote never even played football. That's true. Quote, you you which, deserve that. Ben. Which like, um, yeah, never, never pretended to have played football. <laughs> um, if you, I said this at the beginning of the year. If you ask me the difference between a cover two and a Tampa two, yeah. I would be like, I don't know. I just look at stats. Um. <laughs> yeah. Tony, Tony also seems to think that like the fact that you have a podcast and didn't play football is a good reason for him to just not play fantasy football, which is a bit. It's like, it's like, it's like he thinks he's Colin Kaepernick or something. Yeah. Like, like he's really taken a principled stand here yeah. against you, I yeah. guess. So it's I don't like, really know. Yeah. It's like, God, it's like, it's like, God forbid someone else just does something that they enjoy. That's fun that they do with their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so yeah, can't wait to. To have Mitch around next year, hopefully he, uh, you know, agrees to join the league. <laughs> I, well, I think it. I think we can always find a backup. Yeah, you know, we, we can just, get somebody. We can just kick Tony out and just yeah, give him give his team to. I've always I've always thought it would be very fun to have a computer team that just uh, like did totally random acts constantly. <laughs> how does how does it? Decide? I have no idea how this would work, but I think it would be fun. Essentially, just like deciding things via coin flip, would be pretty fun. Maybe you just have it auto draft. You gotta have it for. You want it to be really bad though, 
but not quite zeroed. You know, you don't want it to put up zero points every week and just be an automatic win. You want it to, like, average, like, 50 points, but then occasionally, like, once a year, beat someone and have it be really funny. Yeah. I think, but like... this is better in theory than in principle, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully Mitch just wants to join. Yeah. that That's my preferred option. But, yeah. All right, well, that does it for the, the inaugural... Uh, hypey awards. Yeah, that that was the hypeys, fam. Uh, if you got your award, uh, call call me up and collect your uh zero dollar prize. Uh, I'll be, I'll be happy to not them on that to you. Okay, so let's figure out quickly who got who got awards. Yeah, fancy MVP was me. Ha. Well, well, Omar Jackson, but like it was me. Eh, I think actually. Uh, Does that just go to Lamar? I think I think he was on Tom's team more than he was on your team, so I think actually that one goes to Tom. Yeah, you're right. That goes to Tom. Yeah. Uh, best draft pick does go to Ben. Ha! Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so, so interestingly, the same player wins two awards, but different owners get those awards. Uh, worst draft pick, Antonio Brown to Henry. That's not really an award, but, you know, kind of. It's an award. Yeah. Most lopsided it's trade. A, it's, a, it's a white... It's like a, it's like a gay gift. Yeah. Right? Most lopsided trade, the, the good <laughs> side of that is Henry with Antonio Brown. So, uh, way to go, Henry. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, most meaningless goes to Henry and Quinn. Uh, the worst horde goes to Tony. <laughs> the gray hair award goes to Nick. Uh, best waiver claim goes to myself. Mr. December award goes to Joe and Kenyon Drake. And then uh, the Welcome to the League Mitch award goes to Tony. I like the Happy Trails award. <laughs> the Happy Trails. <laughs> the It's Been Good to Know Ya award. All right, Ben. All right. Well, signing off. We got one more episode left. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back with a short one later sometime this week. We'll, we'll see when that goes on. The holidays. Again, this is Sunday night. It's, yeah. it's a shit show this week. It really People is. got shit going on. Yeah. But uh, see you boys at the owner's meeting. Yeah. Uh, in 24 hours, we'll have a new champ. Yeah, can't pretty, wait. Pretty wild. All can't right, wait. well, Nick, hope you made the right decision. Yeah. I hope this Don't choi- fuck this up, Nick. Hope this choice doesn't haunt you forever. <laughs> <laughs> Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. See you, boys.